Hey guys, welcome to our first ever video uh, on the Blue Flag Podcast where we talk football and our opinions about the league. We can talk about other, any sport, but this show is mainly going to be focused around football. Uh, with me today, uh, I have Justin, Donna, Preston Damron. My name is Kobe Pilcher, and uh, we're going to just jump into our first segment here today, uh, which is what player are you most excited to see in the preseason? So I'm going to ask you, okay. who's your guy? Who are you most excited to see? Uh... I'm a Patriots fan, so I'm just going to have to go with Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones, I mean, Cam Newton's not going to be around for a while, so I'm excited to see how uh, Mac Jones can play in the Patriots system. I feel like he mirrors a uh, Tom Brady play style pretty well. So He has the knowledge. Yeah, what about you? Uh, for me, most excited to see in the preseason, i got to say Jalen Hurts. And before we started recording, we got a notification from Bleacher Report, obviously. Devontae Smith which is the main reason why I said Jalen Hurts, goes down with a leg injury. Don't know the details yet. We have yet to find out after further examination. Um, but, I mean, if he's not injured, Jalen Hurts has a critical weapon right there. Deep threat, you know. He goes down the field, he's going to go up, he's going to make big catches. They have the, the pairing. They played at Alabama together. They have the connection. Um, Jalen Hurts has got a bunch of weapons. I do think it's a little bit of a struggle for him because they did bring in Joe Flacco. They did bring in um, Nick Mullins, which I'm not saying Nick Mullins is going to take the job from him, but Joe Flacco is a good quarterback, won a Super Bowl with Baltimore. So that, I mean, if anything, they brought him in to learn from that. Yeah. But I'd say Jalen Hurts. I think he's got a, a good year two coming up, sophomore season. I think he's got it. Yeah, I really do like uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, last year when you picked him up, he basically, I think, was one of the reasons why you won our Dynasty League. Yeah. Uh, because if you didn't have him, I think, points-wise, at the end of the year, yep. you picked him up at the end of the season. And having well, I had him, him on my taxi squad. I think he – Drafted that, him as a rookie. Yeah, so he he literally, like, came in for you. Who was your other, who's your other uh, quarterback when, before you had him? Do you remember? I had Drew Brees and – this is Dynasty, right? It was somebody, yeah, it was in Dynasty. Somebody went down with an injury, and I had no other choice but to play Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And he ended up panning out. You're the, yeah. the last, he got me through the playoffs in the Dynasty League, and I ended up going on to win the whole thing. But it was all on yeah. the back of Jalen Hurts. I had all faith in him at quarterback because I had to get the points, and he brought it. Well, he is someone I am excited to see, but not my most excited. And it's because of their offensive line. Their offensive line is now going to be back. They're going to have their whole offensive line. They didn't have – I don't think – who's – what's Travis Kelsey's brother's first name? Jason, Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. He's going to be back. Lane they, Johnson's healthy again. Their left tackle, I forget his name. Uh, he's an older guy. Lane Johnson, uh, I Jason think. Peters. Jason, yeah, Jason Peters will be back. So they're going to have a full team. That's why I think Miles Sanders is a good pickup because they're going to have a full – no, I'm telling you. I, I feel you, but also – If you – an offensive line for a running back, dude, is key. If you don't yeah. have a good uh, – like – Line, you're really not going to be. There's only certain players that can do it, like Squan. Like, only certain players can do it. Like, you're not going to be able to have a shitty offensive line. Maybe that's why Joe Nixon's been doing so bad. I want to see Suquan behind the Eagles on line or Cowboys on line. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's, That'd be tough. they have the same, they have the similar line from when they now went the to Eagles, the Super Bowl. Now, the yeah, Eagles sure. did draft Landon Dickerson from Alabama to play center. So they're kind of filling out that offensive line. They're piecing they're in some young guys in there to kind of help out. Yeah. Um, they did Their in free agency. That guard that they had was Well, they terrible. had Brandon Brooks, too. He's, I think he's got all pro a few times. Yeah. 
He's pretty good. I mean, on Madden, he's the 90s, so he's got to be decent. <laughs> they did scoop up on Johnson, though, in free agency. That could that was hurt Miles Sanders' draft stock in fantasy because – on Johnson is a good dual threat back that comes in. He can catch passes out of the backfield, and he's a pretty solid elusive back out of the backfield. Um, I mean, that, I mean, they both play kind of at the same level. Miles Sanders and on Johnson are kind of the same running back. I don't know if that's really going to hurt Miles Sanders too much. They probably brought in on Johnson just to be a little bit of like a competition. Yeah. Or they're going to do that, you know, double running back punch set where like, you know, the Titans did with Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis two years ago, I think. Well, so that's why I'm glad I have him at a flex this year because I have Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, I think, right? Do I have Christian yeah. McCaffrey? Yeah, I think I have Christian McCaffrey. Dynasty? Yeah, yeah. Joe Mixon. Uh, no, I have Mixon in Dynasty. Huh? I have Mixon in Dynasty. No, I'm talking about the league. The we got a lot of leagues. My family league. Okay. I have Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Miles Gaskin. I have your backup, uh, Daryl Henderson. And then I have Miles Sanders. Yeah. So that's five. That, that's going to carry me. Someone's going to need one. But just to answer the question, my guy is Najee Harris. I know they lost Pouncey, and their offensive line is still weak. But I think with their offense and how they're going to use him, I think that he's going to be explosive. I think for – he's kind of a little bit expensive in, th- in fantasy leagues, but I think he might be able to pan out near the end of the year. And I, I like where his bye week is. I'm pretty sure the team has a good – by a week like it's not in the playoffs so that kind of helps you to not have to worry about losing a running back that costs a little bit yeah too much um and with Nasha harris and with the team there's no competition james connor's gone benny snell but benny snell's not the type of they, running back that they don't even seem invested in is. they don't even seem like they they just he just seems like they just want him there as like a good back yeah jalen sandals was actually a pretty good starter whenever he james was. connor was out yep. um but still i i think there's no competition there and they just got to steal i think from Alabama running back, he could turn into like a He's, mini Derrick Henry. Yeah, I was gonna, I was just about to say that Najee Harris, he plays just like Derrick Henry. Yeah, he runs downfield like a, he I mean, more. like a bull. I mean, he just he catches more. He's a, he's a harder running back to stop, and he also he also has that other aspect that you just said he can catch, and that's yeah. something Derrick Henry kind of lacks in that category. I'm not saying he can't catch, but they don't use him that way. They'd rather run him 30, 30 rushes a game rather than throw him a couple passes because they just they value him that way more. Yeah, but I think. Honestly, as far as fantasy and for the Steelers, Najee Harris was a is a great pickup, yeah. and I think he's going to be good good for them for a long time. I got Najee in uh, Dynasty, so I'm rooting for him. You got to root for him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to steal though. He got him third, yeah, uh, in the Dynasty league, and I think Ryan made a a de- bad decision right there. I mean, the dude's going to start. He's, I just think that he's just going to blow up. I, honestly, if I didn't have quarterback problems, I would have drafted him first. If oh, yeah. I didn't need Trevor Lawrence with that number just one pick. Just because the pure volume he's going to get and the, and the type of player he is, he's three down back. Yeah, they can use him. Out of the That's valuable. I, who did he end up getting? Uh, Justin, Fields. Justin Fields, yeah. He needed a quarterback badly, though, dude. He had Gardner. I don't care, dude. Nick I don't Foles, care. I, think. I don't care. He need, I would have taken Najee with two. I would And maybe well, in that situation. Maybe trade. I would have maybe traded well, up. I don't know why he would have gotten yeah. Justin Wilson. And Justin Fields is not even guaranteed to start at that point. Yeah, I well, speaking of rookies, that leads us to the next question on the topic. What offensive rookie do you think will have the best year one? Justin, what do you think? I'm going to have to say Kyle Pitts. It's pretty, pretty easy for me. Um, maybe before Julio Jones got traded, it would have been a little different because, like, you're kind of struggling for targets at that point. Uh, you saw it with Hayden Hurts because he was talked up a lot. But, 
he kind of flopped that season. He was okay. I think he was a top ten, but still top ten for tight end is not very good. Um, I mean, I think Pitts has a has an awesome opportunity. He's gonna have to eat up all those targets that uh, they just lost to Julio Jones. Not to mention the fact they're not gonna be winning very many games because their defense can't keep them in like yeah, ahead. Defense is they're gonna have to keep throwing the ball. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can see Kyle Pitts. I mean, I think he will win probably offensive rookie of the year. Either him. Well, he's, they're in a different division. I was going to say uh, Najee. But yeah. I think he will win offensive rookie of the year in the NFC. Um, I got a question. Buy or sell? Uh, 75 or more receptions for Kyle Pitts. So, by, uh, more or less. I'd buy that. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think he could do that. I'm have to sell on that because I don't know. I just don't see him touching the ball 75 times in a season. Okay, 10. I mean, I think if they t- use him like a wide receiver, they will, which they kind he is fast. He's a what is he running a four four? Yeah, he, he is fast. He doesn't have the body style of your you know prototypical tight end in the NFL. I think he kind of mimics Evan Ingram's game. Not really much of a blocker. He's more of a receiver. Doesn't have that thickness to him. He's kind of more of a taller. You know, but lighter he's guy, but he's fast, just like Evan Ingram. But he blocks a little bit better than Evan Ingram. He's everything that Evan Ingram should have been, and more. And Hopefully that's why I like Kyle Pitts. I mean, he's yeah. he's he's gonna be a great tight end, but they're probably gonna play him in the slot a lot. Okay, and so I think he could get close to seventy-five receptions. I think he'll fall just short, though. I think he'll get like in the sixties, but I just don't see him getting in the seventies with receptions. What do you think about uh, ten touchdowns? Ten touchdowns. Ten. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. He's a I good red that. zone threat. He's tall. You get it up to big him, target. just like he did they at Florida. No he's just gonna body. He's gonna body defenders in the yeah, in the end zone. Yeah. And I, I think that's they what he's may, got going for they'll him. They'll right line now. him up on ISO, like put three to the right, and then him by himself in the red zone. Yeah. Just toss it up. Yeah, it's like me and Madden. There's not many people that can cover him. That's gonna be his height. And he has that ability to go up and make those catches one on one on a defender. Because did that floor. I watched him do it multiple times. Who's our number two receiver? They have like Russell Gage and they got Russell Gage and they have um, uh, Olamide Zacchaeus as their other receiver. So they've got Calvin Ridley, they've got Russell Gage and Olamide Zacchaeus. Yeah, and now they have he's getting the ball. Kyle Pitts. Matt Ryan is not that bad of a quarterback. No, he's still he's still. Olamide Zacchaeus has the speed. He's probably but he's also not. A player that you and hear Julio, about. He's not a guy that stands out on the stat sheet. Julio, did, you imagine if Julio would have played more? Like Matt Ryan would have probably had more touchdowns and more catches and shit. Yeah, imagine having to throw to the Russell Gage every game. Calvin really can only do so much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> uh, Kyle Pitts Calvin is going to have to have a huge role. I just, I just don't see 75 receptions. I, I don't want to take a rookie. I, that's, that's why he's a little bit more expensive. People overvalue him, especially in Florida. I'm a Florida fan, and people are talking about drafting him second round. Yeah. A rookie? No. Like, last time they did that last year with Clyde, uh, See, like, you can't. See, first round. You, yeah, you, you had the waste of first round on a dude you've never seen play a down in football. <clears throat> like, in the, I mean, down in the NFL. So, how are you going to be able to take him first round? So, that's why I didn't do that. Anyone who did that was just, like, on a different level of just, yeah. You, you were just on a different level. I was kind of stuck. I was ninth pick. He fell to me. He was going at like 1.6 at that point. So I thought as, I was if I would have drafted him, as soon as I drafted him, trade. That was so much value for no reason at all. Yeah. Now, if you get him, you can get him in the third round, which is I better. traded him yeah. last year. So I actually did the same thing. I got him. And oh, yeah. And you said I, I traded him CEH was your name or something, right? Yeah. And I traded him for Saquon. And then Saquon goes and tears his fucking ACL. <laughs> so you were fucked either way, but you'd rather have CEH because yeah. he did that. Yeah. Right. So, to play on this question, I'll go ahead and say the offensive rookie I think will have the best year one 
And I'm going to have to go close to home here, you know, Dolphins, <laughs> Jalen Waddell. Yeah. Uh, he went six in the draft to us. We made a whole bunch of trades. I know y'all saw those trades we were doing. Moved back to 12 and then came back up and took the Eagles six and traded like a next year's first. A lot of moves just to get back up to six and gain, gain more draft capital for years to come. Um, and we, we, you know, we went and got Jalen Waddell and – He's a slot guy, and I know, you know, we probably – I know a lot of people were thinking we should go Devontae Smith. I kind of thought we were going to go Devontae Smith because, you know, Heisman winner makes sense. But I get it now because Devontae Smith's play is exactly that of what we already have in Devontae Parker and the new guy, Will Fuller the fifth we just got in, and Preston Williams. We already have a bunch of tall receivers that are good vertical threats. We don't need a fourth. So – I get why we went slot because we don't have a true slot guy. We have Jakeem Grant. He's been good for us. Doesn't Devontae um, Smith play sl played slot though, didn't he? He was more he of a wide like, receiver one. Like he was, he was playing X and Z role in Alabama. I know because Jalen Waddle played the he, slot. If he uh, now we just found out he got injured, but if he right. ends up panning out and Jalen Waddle ends up being like a and you know that that seems to be the 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 typical well, news for yeah. the Dolphins is we always go with the wrong guy. Yeah. Um. I mean. Because he's you it don't always win happens. Heisman for nothing, you know. What yeah. I'm saying? You win it over quarterbacks that have yeah. gotten it. Are you kidding me? Like that's pretty good. And I, I'm a Florida guy and I fucking Kyle hate Trask. Alabama. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I would have drafted him if I was the Dolphins. Just even if I had that yeah. position, like Devontae Parker is like 28, right? Yeah, he's old. He's getting, he's getting older. older. Not I old, mean, but he's getting older. He's, he's getting older. Will Fuller's always first injured. two seasons in. Will I'm not Will Fuller, but uh, Devontae Parker was injury prone. Dealing with so you many guys injuries. Still have Grant? We do still have Jakeem Grant. We actually have yeah, a surplus have of receivers. I mean, we, you we have, have an abundance surplus of, of good, like serviceable receivers. Yeah. they're not great, Wide but they're good, and we could get good draft picks if we were to trade some of them out, which I could see us doing because I think as of right now we're carrying over ten, and we're all going to yeah. run with seven going into the season. But as of right now, we've got Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Jakeem Grant. Preston Williams, Jalen Waddle, Robert Foster, Albert Wilson. I think I said Alan Hearns. We got we got a, a remember bunch. when Albert we Wilson was doing really good. He was really good for us there for a while, Before and I feel injured. like we'll keep him. But and that's also going to probably start to take away from Jalen Waddle. That's the only downfall is because yeah. we've got so many short slot guys. But I see Jalen Waddle being that one that's just gonna he's how gonna ignite the is, offense. How tall is Will Fuller? I think Will Fuller's like six one or six two. He's How tall he's is over Devontae six Parker, foot. Six four, right? He's like six four, yeah. So yeah, he's probably the only one I would probably keep. And Preston Williams is like six three. I would I would probably trade. I probably want to pick up Will Fuller. Now, if I'm the if I'm the Dolphins, knowing that I'm drafting Jalen Waddle, I'm trading away Alan Hearns because I just don't see us using him, and oh, yeah. I'm trading away Jakeem Grant. You really? I would trade. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say I would trade away Jakeem Grant if I was the Dolphins. You really like him? He's there's so many other players in the team that we can use as a punt returner and kick returner, which is really the only thing that we're valuing him as him as right now is a punt and kick returner, and he doesn't get used enough in the offense to really pay him the amount of money that we're paying him. Yeah, yeah. it'd be better to just trade him and get draft compensation, and you know, move along with it. We've still got Albert Wilson and we've still got Jalen Waddle, which are both better receivers than Jakeem Grant. Jakeem Grant is totally undersized. He's about 5'6", 170 pounds. He's smaller than me. And he's just too undersized for the NFL, I feel like. I mean, I know I'm saying that Darren Sproles was about that size and he was amazing, but Jakeem Grant 
is not Darren Sproles. Yeah. So, I mean, Jalen Waddle though, I could see him having a great season, great first year. I think he's got it. What about you? Uh, I just pick. I mean, I'm not really big on Trevor Lawrence, but I kind of feel like he's the guy that is one of the guys. You, I mean, every guy you guys have picked is going to be starting right out the gate. Mm-hmm. But I think because Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback that he's going to have more impact on the game because literally it's ran through the quarterback. Yeah. Um, if Kyle Pitts or Jalen Waddle flops, you can easily blame that on the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. not getting the ball or the offense. So I picked Trevor Lawrence because if the team fails, it's more on him than any other position. And that's what the Jags have been saying. Jags fans, people talk, that was their problem. Even though Gardner Minshew is still good, that was one of their problems, but they need an offensive line. I don't see them not – if he does bad, it's because he's having to run out of the pocket too much. Yeah, He's it, having to run out. He's not being able to set his feet and throw them dimes that he's used to doing in college because their offensive line isn't that good. If I mean, they have – who's their, uh, who's that guy? Um, Cam Robinson, the left tackle. Cam Robinson, he's young, but who's, a, who's that as center? I can't think of his – I can think of his uh, – Oh, Brandon Linder. Lender, yes. Linder. He's yep, good. Linder. Andrew Noel. Noel, yeah, him too. Yep. Th- they're good. If they can stay healthy, good. But that other half of that line is not that good. I don't even rem- I can't even think of their names. No. Nah, yeah, I, I can't either. No. They have a couple of good linemen, but like you're saying, yeah, they're they're kind of weak on certain spots. And tight end and t- I love Tim Tebow. He's the reason why I was number fifteen. But they need a blocking tight end. Yeah. I don't think Tebow can block. I think he's just going to be a reception guy. It's a big body. Well, I mean, not even even that, but, like, I think Jacksonville has probably got a huge need at tight end because I don't think they really have a guy at tight end right now that is, like, a solid tight end if to they, throw to. They've got Tebow and Tyler Eifert. What pick and was – And Tyler Eifert, he kind of fell off after his first couple of years in Cincinnati. I don't I don't know if he's he really injuries, a, yeah. a good serviceable Arnold. tight end anymore. No, but who – Dan Arnold. What pick did Kyle Pitts go? What pick did Kyle Pitts go? Five. Five. Yeah. If the Jags didn't get the number one four. pick, they would have four. easily, easily. If they had number two or three, they're getting Kyle Pitts. I would have gotten Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Ooh. That, if I'm the Jags, if they oh, didn't yeah. have the number one pick. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. That would Sticking be my option. Garner Minshew. Yeah. I mean, Garner Minshew, we're going to talk a little about him later. But That'll probably lead into the next segment, honestly. Yeah. I, well, that's what I was saying. But Trevor Lawrence – I just see him – they have an easy schedule. I think they have those – their strength of schedule is – they have the sixth easiest schedule in the league. That is good for a rookie. Um, I don't think there's really much pressure on him, and he's been in the limelight before like this. Like yeah. championship, college ch- championship, like that's big too. Like you're winning – you're winning – having to go play in that environment, I think he's not – he's okay with the pressure. Um, and then he has Urban Meyer, one of the – a Gator Hall of Fame coach. Like he's gonna, he's. I think he's comfortable, and I, and this is gonna lead to our next segment, which is, do we think Gardner Minshew has a legitimate chance of being a quarterback one? And I think we go around the board and I'll say no, we don't think he has a legitimate chance. But I think he has a legitimate chance at starting somewhere else. Yeah. Can you you agree to that? No, I mean, definitely not. You don't think so? Not in the Jags. No, no, I know, but I'm saying anywhere else. Like if he went somewhere else that had a like, if he went to the Jets, and what Zach Wilson didn't end up panning out. I could see him starting there. I don't know. Especially if they can't sign his ass, too. If yeah. they can't sign him. <laughs> That's true. They've got cap issues, and I don't know what reason there would be as to why the Jets haven't signed Zach Wilson yet. He's missing out in training camp because of it. You don't go get a guy at number two and then not sign him, but then sign every other draft pick in that draft. 
something's fishy there and I, I don't know that's just that doesn't seem right but the whole Gardner Minshew thing I mean he has quarterback one value I think low end quarterback one value I'm surprised the team hasn't traded for him yet if there's a team that is super needy at quarterback he wouldn't be bad to at least give a shot until you can get to the draft and draft yourself your next guy he's probably forever but the problem is is the Jags don't want to trade him they're not trading Gardner Minshew they could have by now and they've said they're not going to and I'm thinking they're not going to do that because they want to see how Trevor Lawrence pans out I think even they you know Are are kind of smart and they're like listen you know Trevor Lawrence great in college so was Johnny Manziel Johnny Manziel did not pan out. Yeah. Where is he now? He doesn't even play football anymore. He was considered arguably one of like the top five quarterbacks in college football when he was though. playing. That's different. Johnny Manziel, though, was a good quarterback. I know. He came. He kind of didn't come out of high school highly toted as Trevor Lawrence. He's your typical quarterback. Yeah. Johnny well, Manziel, Trevor Lawrence has always been kind of viewed in the limelight. He's always been your, that guy right out of high school to college to the NFL. He's never really fell, fallen off. I don't think they're the same type of quarterback. But you never know what will happen. Now. I see yeah. what he's saying. Because you never know what will happen. Both, they're yeah, like, both number one picks. Right, they're going to teams that need quarterback. Well, the Jags didn't need it as much as the Browns did. Yeah, but they still needed a quarterback. Um, he's still under the same pressure. But I think Johnny Manziel's problem was his style of play was just, I think, more driven off of luck than it was skill. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. his touchdowns, like running around, missing tackles. Like, if you watch his highlights, like you're like, how the fuck did he do that? Like, how are you not getting? Like, you're running around, jumping over people, like, going through the line, and then you just dump it to someone and gets a touchdown. Yep. Like, that's not that's not going to win you football games. But it's also like Tim Tebow. I mean, Tim Tebow, he was viewed as one of those great quarterbacks in college. Did great with Florida, winning national championships, and then gets to the NFL, into the NFL, and nothing. I think that His throwing motion was terrible. I think yeah. that. Quarterback coaches I saw his throwing motion. I don't want to get off topic here, but I do, do want to blame that more on John Elway and the, John and, Elway. And the head coaches. Because they, he was listed as the number two quarterback, and they still started the third string. They didn't even want to start him because they didn't like the way his style of play. John Elway wanted a tall pocket passer, and guess who he picked up a couple of years later? Peyton Manning. Yep. So I don't want to get off topic here, but I do blame that. To go back to the the Peyton, uh, the Trevor Lawrence thing, uh, like him uh, painting out. I mean, I guess I can see what you're saying because. I mean, you've had a bunch of quarterbacks flop, or top guys like Ryan Leaf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a flop. And he was your typical quarterback. Yeah. Um, you've had Jamarcus Russell. That I think he's a in, Oh, my God, flop. dude. <laughs> I, think, I think he's in a better situation well, than how about, most of those guys. How about a couple of years ago? It was like 2016 or 2017. That whole draft class with Josh Rosen. And oh, I think yeah. Sam Darnold was in there. And who else was in that draft class? Sam that yet, that all those first-round quarterbacks, it was like the first ten picks, like five quarterbacks came off. I think maybe like one ended up panning out somewhat. Was that was that what year was Patrick Mahomes? That was Baker Mayfield year right there. That was right? Baker. Wait, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it was Josh Rosen and Baker Mayfield were the first. Because yeah, it was they were the same year. Baker that was Mayfield. only like three years ago, three or four years ago, I thought. Josh Rosen hasn't been in the league that long. Baker Mayfield's been out of the league for a while. And who was it? Baker Mayfield was, was like, like 2014. There five quarterbacks drafted in the top ten. Baker Mayfield was not 2014. Baker, Ma- Baker Mayfield? Dude, that was like three years ago. Yeah. I'm thinking Johnny Manziel. <laughs> 2014? I'm like, yeah, I'm like wait, who? Him and no, I'm thinking Johnny Manziel. No, no Baker like, Mayfield was, was like 2016. Though, that's yeah. Sam Darnold. That's Josh Rosen. There was like five quarterbacks taken that in the top yeah. ten or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or four. Yeah. I remember but not was. many of them panned out. No. I mean, it's... 
It's been a long that time. Was I mean, Jackson if you notice, like good Lamar. quarterbacks have not been first round quarterbacks. Dak Prescott is like probably a top ten quarterback right now in the NFL. He was a fourth round pick out of Mississippi State. Yeah. Fourth round. Fourth well, round. Patrick Mahomes was a first round, but he was like fifteenth. I think Dak Prescott was the same year Texas that. Tech? Dak Prescott was the same year Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold. He was the fourth-round pick that year. All those first-rounders ended up not panning no. out. No. Yeah. No, it wasn't the same draft. What are you talking about? I don't think it was the same. Because Lamar Jackson was that year. That was Lamar Jackson's year. Josh Rosen. Oh, yeah. Year. Lamar Jackson was at the end of that round. That's right. The Ravens got him at the end. Yeah. yeah. He ended up being, like, the only one in that first round that panned out, really. Yeah. That was the be- He's the okay, better yeah. of the, yeah, you're the right. round. But. Anyways, uh, next our next segment will be what teams do you think will go into the playoffs this year that were previously below 500? So if they're 8-8, eight and eight, that's not below. So it has to be a team that's below 8-8 eight and eight and up. Do you think it's going to go into the playoffs this year? We're the 49ers. Okay. They were very injury riddled last year. I think it was half their defense. They lost Jimmy Garoppolo for a while. They lost George Kittle for a while. Um, they were just very, very riddled. Um, Jason Barrett was out for a while. Debo Samuel, half their offense was gone. Raheem yeah. Mostert was out. Yep. Richard Sherman was on IR. They were for playing a, while. a lot of games with like Nick Mullins. Nick Bosa was out. It was yeah. It was kind of. It was a rough year for the 49ers. It was a very rough year. Especially coming out of the Super Bowl appearance. Who was that other quarter? CJ Beathard. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, they were no. splitting time between CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins. Yeah. Like they. That's just – that's bad. Yeah. That's really that bad. That wasn't very good. But not to mention they rejuvenated. They're all healthy again. Yep. Um, They've got the full team back. Defense defensive back line's pretty nasty. Yeah, I know they traded away DeForest Buckley, but they still have a bunch of young guys. got a tad bit weaker, but they got Nick Bosa back. They still have Eric, Eric Armstead. He's didn't, pretty good. Didn't Nick Bosa line. get injured week one? He played one game and got injured. Who? Nick Bosa. No, Wasn't that week one or no, week two? he played two? a while. No, he, I think he played – He got injured in like preseason, I'm pretty sure, and he came back in like week three and then he played. Oh. But, I mean, they have D Ford still now on the other side too. I mean, I, I just feel like they, they have a great chance to bounce back. No, I do, I do yeah. agree. They're if, in my list. And um, if Trey Lance is able to rejuvenate that offense, like if they put Trey Lance, I feel like he's going to be a much better fit for that scheme that Kyle Shanahan wants to run. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think they have a good chance. I know they're and Debo division. Samuel's going to be healthy all year. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. And they still have George Kittle. Debo Samuel was taken off in the first few of those games in fantasy. Yeah, I, I mean, he was having like – Well, him and him Brandon Ayuk are very similar in like the way that they want to use them. Gadget guys. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Ayuk is a little bit bigger. Who's their, who's their third option? They have Ayuk, Debo, and who's the third guy? Then they have like a – They have Kendrick Bourne. But Kendrick Bourne is on the Patriots now. now. Trent Taylor went to the Cincinnati Bengals. But sure, who's, who was that Raiders. white guy that they, they That had was Trent on? Taylor. No, no, no. There's a white guy, another white guy. He's like mixed. Oh, I know you're talking about. Um, oh, oh, you're talking about Dante Pettis. Yes. You're talking about Dante Pettis. He, he, he has left. the colored hair. They, yeah. they cut him, didn't they? Yeah, I think uh, so. They had Dante Pettis, though. They had Tavon Austin last um, year. They did, that? yeah. Where did Marquise Goodwin go? Or, yeah, Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin went to the Eagles. Yeah. Oh, oh that, well, that's my team that I think is going to go from oh, go. below 500 to yep. things. So I, I chose the Eagles in this uh, for this question, uh, mainly because I'm not an Eagles fan, even though they're in the NFC and my Bucks are in the NFC. I do think that the NFC East is probably the teams with the most chances of getting into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Giants are probably the lowest because I still think Daniel Jones is still a liability at quarterback. Uh, he's in a better option. He has opportunity. But I've chose the Eagles in that division 
um, Daniel Jones to make the biggest jump. Now, Washington football team is going to have is, – is their competition, I think, in that division. Uh, but I think the Eagles, with having a full – now they don't have competition at quarterback. It's just Jalen Hurts. He has no competition. He's coming off of a great end of a year. Um, you know, they have their offensive line back. Miles Sanders will now be fully healthy. Uh, they got Devontae Smith, who kind of just got injured, but he's going to be available. It's just – it's preseason. Preseason hasn't even started yet. So once he becomes healthy and he's back on the field, I think their defense is still kind of the same. I don't really know much, much moves at their defense that they made. Did they sign any corners? Did they address the corners? They corner lost Jalen Mills. He's on the Patriots now. Right. But the Eagles just signed Obi Melifonwu. Do they have Darius Slay? Is Darius Slay on yep. the Eagles? Yep. Okay, so they have a good corner. The Eagles did just sign Obi Melifonwu two days ago, so they do have that going for them. I mean, he's he's a good serviceable corner, so I mean, he they, could he could no. definitely come in and. They finished six and ten last year, so really the only the only thing they have to do to get above five hundred, so is to win three more games. And I think yeah. with the, with a with a full team with less with Carson Wentz, thankfully gone, and you have him, and now you have a running back that's healthy. You have offensive. You have your championship offensive line back. I think you have a better chance of going above 500 now than than you had the year before because it was just a mess last year. So, and you, now it's your turn. Who do you think is going to be? Yeah, so I'm going to stay in the division, NFC East, and I'm going to say the Washington football team for me. Um, I think, honestly, that entire division in itself is going to be a complete turnaround. Last year, we can all agree, all four of those teams were terrible. Yeah. They were terrible. But all four of those teams have made extremely seven and nine significant strides yeah. Yeah. To, to put some more weapons on their teams to get them to the postseason. And I think one of those teams that will win the division, I think, and be above 500 and punch their ticket for the postseason is the Washington football team. They went out. They got themselves, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, which um, they got rid of Dwayne Haskins, which I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Um, they went and got Ryan Fitzpatrick. As a Dolphins fan, I loved Ryan Fitzpatrick. I loved how aggressive he played. Um, probably one of the greatest games I could ever remember from last season, and other than the Miami Miracle, was when we played the Raiders midseason, and he had the face mask, Throw. chucked it up down the field. Mac Hollins catches it, tiptoes on the sidelines, then we have that huge 30-yard gain plus another extra 15. Puts us in field goal position. Jason Sanders punches it in with like 20 seconds left to put us up a point yeah. on the Raiders. And we win that game. And that was just – it was insane. And he was electric in that. I mean, to complete a pass like that, not even looking. Head is turned and he throws it. To, to do something like that, I think that's going to be amazing for the football team, for Washington. Um, they got Curtis Samuel, who's pretty fast. He's good. They've got Terry McLaurin. They have Logan Thomas at tight end. And these guys have needed a quarterback who's aggressive and is going to get the ball down the field to them and let them use their best traits to go up and get it. And their defense, amazing. Yeah. Kendall Fuller, Landon Collins at safety. You've got John Bostick and Cole Holcomb at linebacker. On that defensive line, I mean, come on, let's listen, let's listen to the defensive line. Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen – and Montez Sweat. Yeah. Those four right there are amazing. Do they have Kerrigan? Amazing. Ryan Kerrigan? I don't think they have Kerrigan anymore. But that, all, that defensive line is just nasty. And... Because we just did an IDP league. I thought I yeah. saw him on there. And then, I mean, at running back, you've got Antonio Gibson. And, I mean, honestly, I, I think this team... This team's going to be a good one. I see them winning the NFC East. I see the Cowboys coming in second. 
I see the Giants coming in third and the Eagles coming in last. Um, I can see the I, I can see the football team getting nine or ten wins. I could see it happening. Looks like you guys um, disagree, huh? What's that? Looks like you guys disagree. Yeah. You think your team's going to the? Well, I, I think I think both teams can go above five hundred. You think, think both teams? He thinks you're going to back of the division. What do you think about that? I think I think I, I see I see the Eagles going five hundred. I see them going eight at and eight. At least eight and eight. At least, at least eight. eight and eight. There's no way that's the last in their division, though. That division is usually pretty. No, bad. no, no. No, I could see them but going eight and eight. Remember? I could see the Giants going eight and eight. I could see the Cowboys going nine and seven, and then I could see the Reds, not Redskins. I could see the football team going ten and six. Or well, seasons are different seven. now. Seasons are different now. So, not nine and seven. The Cowboys go nine and eight, and then the. Oh, the, I forgot uh, about yeah. the Cowboys. You can't even go five hundred yeah. anymore. Yeah, no, you, I mean, you can't because there's, it's odd numbers now. There is no 500 anymore. There's I mean, no way of doing that. It's either you're above or you're under because you can't split 17 games equally. So, oh, yeah, kind of stupid. That. I don't like that they added another game. I, I mean, it's just that, yeah. it's going to be more wear and tear on the players and it makes fantasy more injury longer. risk. It does, it does make fantasy longer, which is really a nice, a nice plus. Because they took away that preseason game. Yeah. Well, this goes into our next segment about teams that we think is going to do better, which is the Cleveland Browns. And do you guys think that they can make a, a deep playoff run this year <clears> uh, with their rejuvenated offense? Um, I will have to say, yeah. I, and defense. They I, did get I the really defense. think. I think they do. Well, 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 let's get this straight. We constitute a deep playoff run, making it to the conference championship. Right? Yeah. Just making it. They don't have to win it, just making it. That's a deep that's deep. Making it to the conference championship is deep. If you can make it there, then but my answer is no. I don't think they could do it. Mainly because I think they just have a history of choking this year, I don't think they could do it. Maybe they have a team that could do it. I just know their history. If I had to bet on it, I wouldn't bet on them going to the conference championship. The Browns are cursed. They're cursed. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter how great you get that team. James they just the always – they always can't produce. They have never been the team to produce for the entire time of – like from my childhood to now, knowing the Browns, they've always been a team that when you play them, you're guaranteed to win. It's the Browns. Yeah, no, I mean it's much different. I mean they're a team called the Browns and their color is orange. I mean – <laughs> they're just I don't even know what they are I don't I like I mean I'm, I'm confused when I look at them as a team and I then you see the players they have and you're like they should be able to produce and they don't yeah you have Odell Beckham you have Jarvis Landry I like Baker Mayfield yep I don't really like OBJ anymore because fantasy wise I did draft him today but that's because I drafted him in like the 11th round yeah that's not well, I'm, I'm not reaching for him my thing is with the Browns is they have the talent like OBJ as much as you hate to say it he's still got the talent He's no, still he that, still has talent. He had one touchdown, two touchdowns last year. Jarvis Landry, he's still a great receiver. I mean, he might even be the, the number one, the sneaky number one. Um, uh, I think they have a few young guys in the receiving core. Nick Chubb, obviously, and Kareem Hunt, who can, is very versatile. Um, I think they have, like, nine new starters on the defense, uh, something like that, something crazy, but they just rejuvenated. They have the um, ability, but they have the talent, and I feel – they're going to capitalize off of a good 2020. Well, who do they, you got to think about who they have to beat, though. The AFC is loaded, man. Yeah. If any, yeah. you got to think about the teams that are going in. Well, Ravens could, are definitely going in the playoffs. You have the Steelers are probably going to go in if you know. I don't know. I, I mean, let's the let's the, say they make it past the wild card. If they get dealt a listen. terrible hand, and then the divisional they have to play the Chiefs, 
They're not advancing any further. The Chiefs are going to completely destroy them, and they're going to have to pack up and get ready for next season. If I were because to bet, they're not getting past the Chiefs. AFC is loaded. That's why Tom Brady was so smart in coming to my Bucks, dude. If I <laughs> AFC is loaded, man. If I were to like take a bet on the Browns and Steelers season series, I would take the Browns. Twice. No, I, I know, but I like, take the Browns twice. Guess guess who beat the Bucks twice in in the season, and we kicked their ass. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, it's like. I don't know. A lot of people count the Browns out. I think they're because you got to think on... regular season Brady and playoff Brady are two different Bradys. Oh, and you're not kidding. Because I mean, because you lose to the Saints James twice Winston. and then you get to the playoffs and you destroy them. He's just got a chip on his shoulder. The dude, when it comes time to play the playoffs, he's like, he sees a ring and that's it. Dude, he doesn't that throw. He doesn't blink Scott an eye. Miller. He's gone. Ooh, like ten. I was walking my. I was letting my dog out to go piss, and I hear my whole family inside go. <sighs> I'm like, I'm like, I scoop up my dog. I run in there. I'm like, what the hell happened? And you're like, Tom Brady just threw a touchdown to Scotty Miller with like, se-. I'm like, there were seven <laughs> seconds left. I just walked away. I thought there was nothing going to happen. Like, he just scored. I'm like, holy shit, man. This guy wants to destroy the pack. And remember when the Packers had 10 points? Oh, and then Aaron Rodgers like smiling, coming off the field like, oh, yeah, we got this game. Didn't score another point the whole game. Yeah. Take that fucking smile back. I don't care what the Packers are doing this year. They're not do. I don't care if you think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback. I don't care if you think Adam or Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the league. He he chokes in the end. The only year he's done good in the uh, NFC uh, conference championship game. Yeah. Is the year they won the Super Bowl. If they're like, oh. Um, you know, it's the defense's fault. I've seen stuff online. It's the defense's fault. It's this their fault. And it's just like he threw three interceptions. He threw two interceptions. He fumbled like two times. Like you can't keep blaming everyone else when he has the bet one, arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Aaron Jones is. I'm afraid to draft him in fantasy, but the dude's producing top ten running back numbers. You can't. The offensive line is good. You have one of the best left tackles in the game. Yeah. Their offense, other their other positions are good too. Their defense is really good at rush defense. They have Jahar or what's his name? He's Alexander. What's his first name? Oh, Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander yeah. is an amazing and corner. Probably one guy? of the better ones who's in that, the league. Who's that other guy? Their safety. He's like <laughs> King. What's his last name's King? Kevin. Kevin King. He's, he's good. He's a corner. No, he, I think he plays safety. No, he's corner. Well, he, I think he plays safety too. I think he does both. But, dude, still, you have two good DBs, and you can't even get past the conference championship every year you go. It's, you're not the best quarterback. I don't care. The best quarterback produces. They produce. Name a season he produced besides the Super Bowl. Anyone here? No, I don't he, think so. He so, produces every year. He just doesn't get the job. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP this past season. I mean, I don't, MVP. I don't give a dude. Those awards in sports now have just become who the fans like the most. It's not true. It is true. NBA. That's true. Didn't he throw forty some touchdowns? Who won the MVP in NBA this year? Giannis. Yeah. No, he's not the MVP. Yes, he was. But the most valuable player. The dude that only dunks. No. No. Give me a dude that can dunk. Okay, I'm not talking shoot. about. I'm not talking about basketball right now. Okay, I'm just saying, dude. Listen, just saying. The MVP has became a popularity contest. Not in the NFL, dude. You it just have to does. be likable. The reason why Tom Brady's not likable because he wins. That's the problem. Yeah, That's the problem. No, barely anybody even likes Aaron Rodgers. Huh? Everybody hates Aaron Rodgers. Dude, no one. Bag. No, go online. Go on. Fuck. Go on TikTok. You say Aaron Rodgers isn't a top three quarterback. 
you're getting added like a thousand fucking times. Because people, he is a top. Stop three watching guy. football. Stop doing that. No, he's not a top three. I don't even like the dude. He's not top three. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's better than Patrick Mahomes is better. Tom Brady is better. And uh, you could say, you could say, you can argue Kyler Murray. No. No. Yeah. No. You Lamar. No. 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 Not Lamar. No. Why? Dak Prescott, dude. Aaron Rodgers' touchdown to race, touchdown to interception ratio is probably one of the best in a career, especially in a long career like his. Yeah. The dude 17 is seasons with the Packers. He is efficient and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You can't. A lot of mistakes, my ass. Watch his watch his conference championships. It's like ten interceptions every single fucking game. He's terrible. In the you're NFC Championship. You're pulling shit out of your ass dude, right now. Dude, dude I'm, I'm telling you. saying that. All right, no, no, no. I'm going to Google it right now. I don't care. Here, right here's my number it. one, my number one pet peeve is basing a quarterback's success off of Super Bowl wins. No. Because it is a team effort. Not all those rings that Tom Brady has, he got strictly off of him. Some a, of those Super Bowls he wasn't producing. The one against the Seahawks, that Malcolm Butler interception, that's a win for the Seahawks had Pete Carroll not been an idiot and throw it, you have Marshawn Lynch on the one-yard line, you run it in, win the game, go home, add another ring to your finger. Right, what year was that? But what instead... Year was that? What year was that, 2016? 14. Instead, so though, they Wait, throw it, sure. Malcolm Butler 15. intercepts it. 15. And that's not Tom Brady. 15? No, that super 15 was the uh, Panthers. 14, then. It's 14 Super Bowl. Because you the, have to think, Tom Brady's no. not even on the field. He's no. hoping that the defense puts out yeah, in that no, play. No, 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 no. What's, the defense saved the game yeah, for them. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I Tom mean, Brady was – it was out of his hands at that point. But no, – It was out of his but, hands, but if he didn't – wait, hold on. And there was other games that the kicker won one for them. Like, it was a close game. Yeah, they were I'm, down. I'm the kicker biggest, kicks it, makes listen, it. The kicker was the one that it ended up in his hands. I'm the biggest – There have been ones that Tom Brady has orchestrated a drive that – they go down, they win. The Falcons, dude, <coughs> you're down 20, what was it, 28 to 3? 25 point at halftime? They came back. I'll give that to Tom Brady. That was an amazing second half. All right, you want to know how I know? It wasn't in the hands. It wasn't technically in the hands of Malcolm Butler, right? And the defense, right? But Tom Brady put them in a position to win. He had, he was 37 for 50, 328 in yards. Four touchdowns and two interceptions. He had he not gotten four touchdowns. But that that proves my point here, though. He had an amazing game, and even with his amazing game, it wouldn't have won them the Super Bowl. They could had they ran in with Marshawn Lynch and won. Who cares about his stats? I know. As a team, they didn't get to win. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah, Tom Brady did amazing, but you didn't win at the end of the day, and that's because. It's not him winning the Super Bowls. It's the team. And everybody always does that. I always look in comments yeah, on yeah. Instagram and stuff, and people are like, oh, who else has seven rings? And it's like, okay, not many people. He was put in a great spot. He's a great quarterback, great mind, with a great coach. They were able to produce six rings. Listen, that is amazing. Know, hey, hey, you're going to like this. New alert. Xavier Howard is open to working out contract dispute with Dolphins. He says it's up to them. Wow. So he might actually pay for us this year. <laughs> That'd it's be awesome. This is convenient. I mean, I would be. All this stuff while we're yeah, right? right. I'm like, I'm huge on Xavier Howard. I love <laughs> Xavier Howard. We got him back in 2016 out of the draft. I think it was a second round pick out of Baylor. Loved him. Okay. And I don't want to see him go. He just had an amazing first I'm team gonna, all pro season. I'm going to finish the Tom Brady thing. I'm just saying, has Tom Brady not done what he did? If he would have had a, a, an Aaron Rodgers game, an Aaron Rodgers. What game were you talking about? What do you mean? When I say Aaron Rodgers game, yeah, what am I talking about? NFC in all of his NFC games, except NFC Championship games, except for the one that they won in the, the, won the Super Bowl for, 
he throws like three interceptions and like one has one touchdown. If Tom, you can say that argument if that was the case. Like if he had one touchdown for 150 yards and three interceptions and Malcolm Butler caught that, then you could say, oh, Tom Brady got saved by Malcolm Butler. But if Tom Brady didn't throw those four touchdowns for 350 passing yards, they wouldn't even be in the position to do that. They would just yeah. run the ball. They keep the Seahawks would just keep running the ball. There'd yeah. be no point in having to score. No, touchdowns. I get what you're saying. I get like it's the most I important position. Yeah. He, if he does not produce, yeah. score, he made two mistakes. He intercepted the ball, got two interceptions, but he made up for it in yards, completions, and touchdowns. Yeah. Had he not had that game, yeah, they wouldn't have even been close. The Seahawks would have blown them out of the water. What I'm saying, but what I'm saying he he brought them back to that. But at the end of the day, it was left into Malcolm Butler's hands. It, that win yes, was. I'm not saying but it's not. But it was all on the back of that amazing performance by Tom Brady. So, yes, Tom Brady did play a huge critical part. But at the end of the day, the very final second of that game came down to Malcolm Butler and that interception. Who was in the NFC Championship game before the Bucks Super Bowl? Chiefs Wasn't Packers. It? Was it Chiefs Packers? No, no, Chiefs or AFC. Chiefs, Chiefs 49ers were in the Super Bowl the year before the Chiefs Bucks. So it was, it was Chiefs 49ers. 49ers Packers. It had to be 49ers Packers. I think it was right? 49ers Packers. So what year was that? 2019. Would have been NFC 20, Championship. 20, no, I think it would have been 2020, wouldn't it? No, it would been 2019. Packers 2019 NFC Championship game. I just want to look at his stats. NFC Championship game. Who are you looking at? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I just want to see his stats. See if okay. I'm if I'm not talking about no, he didn't. Here. I'm pretty sure I saw like his stat line. Every year he's been in the NFC Championship game. Chokes, dude. Chokes. He's been in five championship games. I don't know his stats, but. NFC, ch okay, right here. So pro football reference. Let's see. Yeah, it was Packers 49ers, and the, they lost. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I know, but I'm saying I want to see his stats. They scored 20 points, and they were 14-4 and four that season. Well, and this, just, this plays back onto what he was saying about the 49ers being the team that can go above 500. Just two years ago, they were in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. They are a great team. Yeah. They're an amazing team. They're just teams. one year removed from being in the Super Bowl. They had a bad season, all because of injuries. This year, I totally, I totally agree with his take on that. I mean, I could see them definitely being above 500. The 49ers are going to go to the postseason. Yeah. They were there just two years ago. They went all the way to the big show. I mean, they were there. Yeah. They, I mean, they did it. Okay. I could see them doing it again. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let me look at this. I think I just saw something. Hold on. Passing, rushing. Who's second? Where's – wait, this is the – oh, okay, wrong team. Okay. Okay, this is probably – I think this is his best year that he did good. This is like his best performance, but he, they lost still. This year, or the year that they lost, he threw for 320, two touchdowns, two interceptions, three sacks. He threw a 97.2 passer rating. It's not bad. It's not bad. But he, they only scored 20 points. The other team scored 37, I think. Yeah, 37. You, you got to do better than two touchdowns. Yeah. You got to do better than two touchdowns, especially in a game like that when the Packers were 14 and four, and the the 49ers were 15 and three. Wait, that's not right. They're are they counting? Yeah, it counts the playoff wins. Counts the playoff wins. Oh. So they would have finished the season 13-3. and three. Then they won the wild card divisional. Okay. I'm about got to say, to I'm the, like, what the hell? The, the have, uh, NFC Championship. only have six teams. Up but, yeah. all right, so moving on to the next one. We, got, we did our top five receivers in the league. And uh, so, yeah. Kobe, you went with Mike Evans. Devontae, so Mike Evans at number five. Yep. Devontae Adams at number four. Tyreek Hill. 
at, no, you had D-Hop at number three, and then Diggs at number two, and Tyree Kill at number one. Maybe elaborate on that and explain your, uh, your reasoning for those top five. And Okay, so I think with Mike Evans, his size, speed, um, his height, um, his deep threat and uh, red zone threat abilities, they're just like out of this world, I think. If he, the way him and the Bucks use their wide receivers, I think it's. I think they're the best wide receiver wide receiver duo in the league. Yeah. With Chris Godwin and him, because you can guard one, but the other one's gonna blow up. Now yeah. they have Antonio Brown, like, and he's still producing. Like that's yeah. three. Thought we have the best wide receivers in core in the in the league. I don't think there's any. You can can't even argue that, right? But I think his he's sick like six five. Two like thirty, two twenty-five, somewhere in there. Uh, he's mossing people. Like he's he has the size, the speed, everything to separate himself. That's why I'm at five. I know you have DK Metcalf. You know I think he's sixth or seventh. But and then I have Adams at four. Now Adams at four because I think D Hop has a higher catch, like a, a bigger catch radius. Right. And his ability to not drop passes with quarterbacks that aren't as good. You know what I mean? Like he had. He had Deshaun Watson, but he was doing it with other quarterbacks. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. If you get him the ball, he's producing. So I have Adams at four, D-Hop at three. Adams, great route runner. Size is, you know, not, he doesn't have the biggest size. He's not small. But I think I have D-Hop over him uh, just because of his catch radius and stuff like that. And Diggs just <clears throat> blew me out of this. Like, he just tore it up this year. And I predicted Josh Allen having this year. And I predicted – uh, Diggs taking off. No, everyone was telling me, why would you draft Josh Allen? And then he ends up being the number one, number two quarterback in fantasy football. So he, his speed, how he's able to get open, he literally was by himself in wide receivers and did what he did. Yeah. Like he's by himself. You could literally <clears throat> guard him, have the best guy on him, and he was still getting like top number one numbers. Right. So that, I, he was arguably, possibly, I know you, one of you guys have him at number one. I think you do. Yeah. And he's at my two, but he's not far behind. But the reason why I have Tyree Kill at number one, and it has nothing to do with size or catch radius, is just I feel like he is the most threatening guy in the NFL. When you think of Tyree Kill and you're thinking about somebody that who can literally just burn you, he doesn't have to be big. He doesn't have to be, you know, uh, be a great route runner. Even though he is, he doesn't have to be. His speed – Create so much space on his own, he can start and stop quick. If you're a wide receiver or a, a corner or a DB, try, having to try to adjust, like if you if you don't burst off of like a break, you're going to be too slow because if you're right. not there, he's catching that ball. And they have plays. He's uh, and we, we're not talking about their system and their quarterbacks mm -hmm. because we're just talking about pure talent. He is to me when if you if you are playing against him in fantasy football, if you're lining up against him in a corner, I think he's the most fearful guy. You're guarding because he can just see you later. Like I'm, yeah. I'm past you. Just do a crossing route, throw it up. You you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Any quarterback I think could get him the ball. I think if you're not getting him the ball, you're just wasting your time having him on your team. But the Chiefs use him effectively now, and I think he's just the scariest person in the league to play against. That's why he's at my number one. Um, but I know you guys, you guys have him in your top fives. But that's why he's my number one. Right. Um, but. Who, you, who wants to go next? You, you want to go? I think Justin's got it. Okay. Justin, you've got Julio at number five. Yep. You've got Tyreek Hill at number four. You have Stephon Diggs at three, Adams at two, and D-Hop at one. So maybe elaborate on why you decided to go with that top five. Um, 
I think I, ha- I put Julio in there just because of size, like the specimen he is. I know he's yeah. in a little bit Six of a four. decline. Um, he still has speed. He's big. Uh, he's long, and he just has the ability to get over and get past defenders. Yeah. Um, four, I put Tyree Kill there. Um, I wasn't really thinking much of a mental factor because I was thinking more pure skill. Uh, Tyreek Hill obviously is fast. Like, yeah. There's nothing you can say about that, but he's also a fast guy who has good hands. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I like his ability. Um, he's not like a highly touted route runner, but uh, I think that's why I dropped him down just a little bit on the list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, three of Diggs, right? Oh, yeah. I like Diggs there. I couldn't – I wanted to choose him between – I couldn't choose between D-Hop and Diggs. I wanted to put Diggs at two, but I couldn't just because for the fact of uh, – not D-Hop, Adams. Um, him and Adams, just for the fact that Adams has – Been doing it more. He's consistent. Yeah. And he's, he's been doing it for years now. Yeah. And the fact is that he's probably the best route runner in yeah. the NFL. He puts up huge numbers. Him and Cooper. He's not slant boy. I'm glad yeah. none of us put Michael Thomas in the yeah, fucking right? top five. Uh, but, yeah, sense. like Diggs, he – Showed out. I mean, he got with a quarterback who could sling it. And yeah. Dude proved his worth. Um, but Adams at two. Uh, I almost dropped down to three, like I said, just because of the fact he's been with Rodgers forever. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that Rodgers got traded or something just so we could see Adams without Rodgers and see how that goes because that will show you your true worth. Like D-Hop, yeah. that's why I have him number one. He went through like 17 different quarterbacks or something <laughs> with the Texans, and he never stopped producing. Yeah. So. I think that's just yeah. an attestment to his ability. And Catch even, radius. Yeah. yeah, and when he got with Kyler Murray, he got better. So. Was there a year that he didn't drop a pass? Yeah. He was Last like 100%. Year. Yeah. Or it was like two years ago. Yeah. It was insane. It was crazy. It was insane. And that's his goal every year. He's like, I don't – even though that's everyone's year, he makes it happen. Yeah. <laughs> he makes it happen. That's something you don't see, dude. Like, you have hands like that. Like, he, he, uh, what team did he play when he caught that ball and he like caught it midfield with one hand and he like Texas. fell into the that? Was, that was when they played the Bills, the Cardinals against the Bills. I'm pretty sure like Jordan no, Poyer. No, 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 no. It was, that was like, older. No, no, oh, older. That was older. Older. The play got called back because uh, uh, it was, was some like pass interference. Was it the Colts? Or holding. I don't know. I don't remember who it was. I know he was going over the middle of the field and he like spun and just. Yeah, he ran and it went like this, and then he caught it one hand and then fell into the defender and went down. Yeah, yeah. It was that. awesome. I was like, and they called it back. I was like, how do you how do you do that and then just get a call back? But who, did you already say number one? Yeah, D-Hop. Yeah, D-Hop. Okay. So for me, I went number five, DK Metcalf. At four, I went Tyree Kill. Three, I went Devontae Adams. Two, I went D-Hop. And one, I went Stephon Diggs. At five, I went DK Metcalf. I know he's young, hasn't had many years in the NFL to kind of prove – who he is, but yeah. his size is its absolutely insane. His speed with his size is even more insane. Yeah. And like effort plays. There was that one game, um, can't recall who they were playing. Um, they got picked off, balls getting ran back. DK comes from cross field, chases this guy down like 80 yards. Budabaker. Budabaker, yeah, yeah, it was against the Cardinals. Chases him down. <laughs> like 80 yards, catches up to him and yanks him down. And even Buda Baker was like, I don't know how the hell he caught me. <laughs> like, he was on the other side of the field when I intercepted that. And I just feel like him effort plays like that. Yeah. And just yeah, the yeah. fact that he is a big body receiver that goes up and make, makes catches, he's, he's an all around good receiver. And I think in about three or four more years, if he stays on that pace, he's up in the top three category. I, love yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, 
What's that? So I love Julio. Like, I love when he chases people down like that because he just slings them. Yeah. He grabs them and he's just... It's funny. It's good. I went Tyreek Hill at four. The speed is why I put him there. Um, I don't see him being in the top three because he doesn't possess those, those other factors that the other guys in this list possess, and that's the height. He has the speed, but speed can only get you so far. I mean, yeah, you can burn a guy in man-to-man, but... Um, Obviously, if, if a team's playing cover two man, you know, you always have that, that over top safety that's covering that zone. I mean, you may, be able to, you may be able to burn your man, but, I mean, you've always got that guy up top that's going to cover him. So, I mean, there's ways to shut Tyreek down. And, I mean, one thing I can remember being a Dolphins fan last year, we played the Chiefs, and we had them close in the first half. Um, Xavier Howard, who's not as fast as Tyreek, locked him up in the red zone and went up over him, bodied him for an interception in the end zone, and that's one of those reasons why I left him at four because I'm like, you know, Xavier Howard, great yeah. corner. But that's all game, I mean, he's able to burn our DBs, but when it comes down to the end zone and you can't even go up because your size inhibit, yeah, it prohibits you from going up and making that catch. Xavier Howard had the size over him. He had him locked up, and he went and intercepted it. And I'm like, he doesn't have that red zone threat ability. These other guys, they have the route running. They have the speed. They have the red zone threat, the vertical threat. They have – the ability to go up and make those catches over a DB, and I just feel like Tyreek, yeah, he, he can't do that. And so that's yeah. why I put him at four. Um, yeah. And, and that's just because, you it's know. Like that's, you get him in, like, within he's got to be more of an all-around yeah. receiver. Other, He'll never be able to get you know taller. You know when you're he's not going to be taller. You know when you're playing Madden, you're like, you go down the field so easy, but once you get to those last ten yards, you're so restricted. Yeah, because you don't have you, you, the defenders have less field to cover, so you, you, like, yeah. you can't punch it in. I feel like that's the issue that they have using him in the red zone. Um, but obviously, like, it's probably harder for him to get open in the red zone, but it's also sometimes if the defense isn't that good, just as easy to yeah. get open. It just depends on if they're aware of him or not because in the system that he's in, they have to worry about Travis Kelsey. Yeah, so, that's true. So There's multiple targets they can throw to. Yeah, so it's not, like you can, it's not like he's on a team that he's the only offensive weapon and right. he's having to do it all on his own. They can just lock him up and they have to throw it to Miko Hardman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But still. His sister having the two there help they counteract each other. That's why right. I think they're the. I think Tyree Kill's projected to be number one wide receiver this year, and then Travis Kelsey's always projected to be number one. So I think that's why because yeah. they're starting to use each other. But yeah, who's your three? I went Devonte Adams at three, um, just because obviously it's Devonte Adams, and like we like you guys were saying, I mean he's great route runner. He's got the speed. He's got the physical attributes to go up and make those catches over defenders. He does it year in and year out. But I put him at three. Because of the fact that he's been with the Packers his whole career. He hasn't ever switched up a team. He's always had the same quarterback. He's always had Aaron Rodgers, who is a pretty good quarterback. Um, but that's why I put him at three, because his, 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 his abilities kind of match Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. They all three are kind of in the same category as receivers. But um, what are you doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who are you kissing at? He's kissing at the camera. Oh, you can okay. Continue, continue. <laughs> Whatever. Being distracting. Yo, just, um, just talk to you guys. But yeah, Devontae Adams, I put him at three. Um, number two, I did D-Hop. The, the game that I can recall, like I was saying earlier, is when the Bills played the Cardinals. That Hail Mary that Kyler threw up, trusting D-Hop, leaving the game in his hands. He goes up and that famous picture of his hands and all those Buffalo defenders, you know, six other hands in the mix trying to get that ball. Those strong hands, he goes up, makes the catch, pulls it down, 
over three defenders. Yeah. That's why I got kind of insane. <laughs> I mean, I was torn between who goes at one and two between D Hop and Stefan Diggs. I, I I didn't know what to do there because it's like they both have done crazy things, yeah. and also the fact that D Hop he was on the Texans for the longest, switched up, went to the Cardinals, and he's still keeping Bill the Brand, same beat. So he's beating the drum at the same pace he's always been beating, yeah. and he's keeping the same pace. Yeah. Same thing with Stefan. That leads me to Stefan. He was with the Vikings for so long. It brings me back to that memory, that playoff game, last-second touchdown where it's thrown up, and he just toasts the Saints defenders, yeah. catches it on the sideline, and takes it all the way home, scores the touchdown, rips his helmet off, throws it. I mean, he was, he was on fire. He was hyped. Then I think the next season he ends up getting, you know, he ends up going to Pissed. Buffalo. He's with the Bills now. And I you think, so okay, you know, he's with the Bills. Right on that, those he, two, the duo, the Josh Allen and him duo. I was so – everyone was telling me that was so stupid. Oh, why would you – he's not going to be a top ten. It's Josh Allen. I'm like, he just got Stephon Diggs, dude. What do you mean? Yeah. They're going to do good. They're like, I helped him out significantly. Stephon Diggs isn't, what, isn't going to be that good. Yeah. They both end up being top three in their positions. Yeah. Like, what the hell? And that's why I put Stephon Diggs there, just because I like his route running. I like his ability to catch. And, he's and he can burn doing defenders. doing it on his own. And he, has no, just, he doesn't have a counter. Yeah. D-Hop has he's – got, He's got A.J. Green now D-Hop and Christian Kirk. doesn't need a counter. D-Hop doesn't need a counter. He didn't have one last year. He, what do you mean? He has Larry Fitzgerald – uh, dude, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald's dude, gone now. I mean, they have AJ Green now. AJ but Green went to the Cardinals. AJ Green, no, no. Larry Fitzgerald is still thinking about coming back. Know, He's not officially retired yet. Talking about this past year, Larry Fitzgerald hasn't even put up a thousand yards, and I don't know. I don't know, but I don't. I know, but he's. He's the. He's the best. He's the best two D hops ever had. Who was another two wide receiver for Four. Texas? He's always been injured. He sucks. When he was there, dude, it helped. Dude, know? I have never, ever, ever, like, seen, a, like, a season where you're like, damn, dude, Will Fuller's amazing. Well, because he never played a full season. I would have much rather had Larry Fitzgerald any year I would have had him. Yeah, he's consistent. Well, I think talking about this list about top receivers, I mean, we're talking about current, but if we were to talk about all time, time. like, in the time that from our childhood to now, receivers that we've known, I think we can all, all agree Larry Fitzgerald is at Probably. number one. I mean, because there. all of our childhood, we were looking at Larry Fitzgerald as, like, this insane receiver. You're shaking your head, but Calvin he went Johnson. through hundreds of catches before he had a drop. He went, like, 300-something catches, never dropping the ball. He was that assured of a receiver that if you threw the ball to him, that Carson Palmer? he was going to catch it. Huh? can't do that. You can't say that. Well, Dude. who would you say you that? Could, you could say – no, no. You could say – He was the most consistent no, no, receiver. No, yes. That's what I was going to say. You could say he's he never at the most consistent. passes. If it hits his hands, he's catching best it. Best wide he receiver? never drops probably passes. Probably not. But Dude. most consistent receiver, receiver in the I league? I think probably really ever. forget how unstoppable Calvin Johnson was. I guess and Julio Jones Calvin Johnson was, was good, yes. Megatron. Calvin I, Johnson is probably – Had he probably not retired three, though, early, Those three are the top three. He should have been. Those are the top three Calvin of Johnson. our time. Of our time. If Calvin retired, Johnson. Calvin Johnson should have been the greatest receiver of all time. He he was, I'm sorry, yes. Jerry Rice. I'm sorry, Randy Moss. Like, he should have been. From his, like, ability, because he's wearing, he wearing, like, a 4-3-8, I think it was, yeah. for his 40. And the Insanely dude was fast. 6-5, 6-6, whatever yeah. he was. Who do you think is the greatest He was humongous. Calvin Johnson, most talented. All no, no, all, like, greatest uh, of all time, number one. I mean, you got you to gotta get Jerry Rice. Like, you can't say Jerry Rice holds all the Who do you think? I'd have to say Jerry Rice, too. I mean, Jerry Rice is just... I mean, just, Randy Moss is close, but he's not yeah. Jerry Rice. So I, I would say Randy Moss. It's Randy all Moss different times, though. you got to think. These are all different times. Like, Jerry Rice was good in his time. Yeah. But at that time, also, 
how many DBs were actually as good as they are now. Like, Jerry Rice could put up those numbers because, like, say that, like, the DBs that are in the NFL now put them back in that time in their prime against Jerry Rice. I don't think Jerry Rice puts up the same amount of numbers. And I know that's very controversial to say because, like, you can get a lot of flack for that because these old-timers, you know, they're going to be like, oh, no, Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice. But you line them up against Jalen Ramsey, both of them in their prime, Jalen Ramsey is going to give them hell. And he's going to give them a tough time because Jalen Ramsey is a physical DB. Randy Moss, though, dude? Four catches, four touchdowns, 140 yeah, no, yards. Yeah, no, if we're talking about production, yeah. I'm giving it to Jerry Rice just because of how many like records he holds. Yeah. But if we're going with pure talent, Randy Moss beats out Jerry almost, Rice. Plus he's the, insane, dude. But Randy Moss Johnson was insane. You don't say you got lost. What do you think he, he has his own, yeah, he has, he has his own freeze. You got lost <laughs> for a reason. The dude was doing it yeah. you got every Rice. given Sunday. <laughs> All right, let's go to our final question. Uh, who do you think, uh, like, mid to late round rookie is going to have a, a breakout season? And this is this uh, is you, third round is considered mid. Yeah, we're gonna third to seventh third, round is considered mid to late round. round. You can go. You can go first. I'm going to go with the third round pick, number 89 overall, Nico Collins. 89 overall. He was 89. 89th, 89th pick in the draft. Oh, I'm thinking of Madden. No, <laughs> he's already Dude, he's third, a third round, 89th pick in the draft. Um, Nico pick, Collins. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's. He's got size. Dude's like 6'4", 220-something pounds. He went to the Texans, who are in a complete rebuild right now. They're not – they're nowhere near being a playoff team for a very long time. And the whole Deshaun Watson thing, that could put everything in question. But – Did you see that they have Deshaun Watson playing defense? No. Dude, they haven't played defense. Why do they have him playing defense? I don't know. You're just playing random positions. Oh, yeah. He's just playing, like, backup positions for them because he's not going to play. And he doesn't know the playbook. He doesn't know the playbook. They he hasn't been there. there. Oh, that's messed up. That doesn't <laughs> seem right at all. No, no. He, it's, he <laughs> no, he doesn't know the playbook. He never showed up to any meeting. He doesn't know the playbook. He has to learn it if he wants to play it. Oh, they're my not, God. They're starting Tyrod Taylor for sure. But No, but, yeah. So, I say Nico Collins just because he's got physical size, the physical receiver. They don't really have that right now. They have Brandon Cooks, who we all view as more of a speedster. You know, he's not really the guy that's going to go up and make those physical catches. I mean, I'm not saying he can't, but he could. Isn't he like the most unlucky wide receiver? Yeah. Nico Collins, goes though. Goes to the Patriots, they lose, lose the, Super the Super Bowl. Bowl. Then he, he goes, goes to the Rams, to the Rams plays the Patriots, loses the Super Bowl. <laughs> then gets rocked. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> most unlucky, dude. Um, but yeah, Nico Collins, I, just, I see him actually having a pretty good year. He could be one of those sleeper rookies that nobody's thinking about. Um, he did great at Michigan, and I just think he could come in and definitely have a shot at being a wide receiver two or three. He's going to get play time. He's going to get reps. He's going to be one of the go-to guys down deep in the red zone. Um, so I, I, if, I were, if I were everybody, I'd keep an eye on Nico Collins being a breakout player this year. Yeah, I, I could see that, definitely. Um, but I, I chose for mine uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. I think with the Detroit Lions, they really don't have any wide receivers now. I mean, you lost Kenny Galladay. You lost Marvin Jones Jr., one of them went to the Giants. One of them went to the Jags. Like, he's – they need him to do good. Yeah. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. They're, they're not gonna good. They're, they're going to – he's going to get – if they get him the ball like they should, he should have good stats. And I think you picked him up in Dynasty. Yep. So, I, I, I see him maybe not this year but next year being a viable starter for you. Yeah. Because – you may have a player that goes down. You may have a player that isn't producing anymore, and he's on a team that just flies the ball up. I don't really like DeAndre Swift. I don't like Jared Goff. I, 
but all his wide receivers in the past though have been productive. Robert Woods. Well, yeah, that's. Not, I don't Cup. think that's. I don't. Think I can has, see him being like that. That has like minimal to do with him though. I think that's mostly the Rams, the Sean McVay, because maybe yeah. Like, but he brings that over. He could bring he that could. over. He could. He'd be like, hey, I, I was on a winning team that went to a Super Bowl. How about you shut up and let me just play? Honestly, but yeah. he's bringing their mentality to there. He's yeah. not bad. They just he's all right. I mean, he's not bad. He's, it's I, a team. Their team. They're going to throw the to ball. To me, he's off. better than Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones is ranked higher in fantasy than him. It's just his team is shittier. The short Lions have no defense. Offense is all line. Wide receivers gone. Like they're running back. That's why when you're Tony sent me that trade, I was like, I don't want DeAndre Swift. I don't oh, want any yeah. Lions players. I don't want to have. I don't want they don't manage their players bad, and that's the only way that the Monroe St. Brown I think doesn't do good is if they don't use him like they should. Um, so, and you already went. So, who do you, who do you think is going to be the? Uh, I'm going with Michael Carter. I think he was fourth round, 107th pick in the draft. Um, I just think he has a great opportunity. I mean, that's a whole new offense over there. Yeah, uh, they just picked up Corey Davis. Um, Jason yeah. Crowder's still there. Just got Zach Wilson. See if they sign him finally. Keelan Cole's um, there. Keelan, Keelan Cole. Cole. Yep. Uh, Miki Becton's coming into a second yep. year. I think they just drafted a younger lineman too. Yeah, I think round. so. I forgot his name. Um, I, yeah, no, it was um, oh, what was his name? Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah, Elijah Vera yeah. Tucker. He's the left guard. So they'll I have Miki Becton at left tackle and Elijah I mean, Vera the Tucker. Side is they're addressing issues. Yeah. Left guard. They're addressing yeah. issues. Think, they're getting it fixed. I think the Jets take a step this year and get a little better. They just um, <laughs> need to move Michael money Carter, around. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, he's got a serious good chance. cap, hit, cap yeah, threat. They have yeah. bad cap. Like, how do you not – you already know you have – they have a second pick, right? Yeah. yeah, they have the second pick. So you How do you know sign every other rookie in the draft except for your first rounder? That just doesn't make That's sense. supposed to be the starter. That's supposed yeah. to be the starter, yeah. Like, I don't understand. You know they have doesn't make sense. Them. They have James Morgan and uh, Luke Falk. Yeah. And then, like, one other guy. pretty sure James Morgan and Luke Falk both played at Washington State or Washington. Oh, man, James Morgan was FAU. He was yeah. FAU. Luke Falk was uh, Washington State. That's just bad, dude. <laughs> yeah. They got to sign him. But or, no, James Morgan was FIU. Yeah, it wasn't FIU. It was FIU. Um, Same thing though. But Florida teams. <laughs> Michael Carter. They're trash. Uh, I was looking at it earlier. He says that he is very valuable on a third down. He's very valuable third down back, but he also has tremendous vision. So I mean, not to say he's going to be like. Where did he come from? North Carolina. Right? Yeah, yeah him and Javante Williams were the 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 duo there. I, I'm so, I'm surprised they both were drafted. I mean, you know, Javante Williams decently is like two rounds earlier than. Michael Carter was. Yeah. He was drafted like 30. But they both were valued as like starting running backs in the NFL. Yeah. Which I is wonder, crazy because they both split time. So yeah. it's like. How do you draft one two rounds before? How do you yeah. decide that? Yeah. I think, did that happen with another running back at some point in time? Nick Chubb, kind of. Nick Chubb and Todd Gurley were on the same team, right? Oh, oh. It no, happened Nick with, Chubb and at Alabama with Kenyon Drake as the backup. And the starter was. Um, so I'm pretty sure Kenny was Drake was the Alabama. Yeah, he would. The Dolphins drafted him, I think, in the third round, and I was like, "Why would we do that?" Oh, this is great. That's awesome. You'll enjoy that one. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of a, a light outage or whatever. Um, Kenyon Drake, we drafted him in the third round. The Dolphins did. He was a backup, backup running back behind. I almost want to say it was Derrick Henry. Not totally sure on that. Alabama's put out amazing running backs. Should just hit it for like three hours. I don't. I don't know the whole duo running back situation and then drafting them and thinking that they're going to be good. I mean, you never know which one's going to be the better one of the group when both of them are producing, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, you never know which one of them is going to be like, which one of them is going to be that guy that, you know, had there not been the other guy, he could have been better, or had there not been the other guy, he may have been worse. Yeah. You're kind of rolling the dice on both of them, not knowing which one you're really going to get because they both were good. But, um, I mean, I, ho- I hope they both do good. I hope Javante Williams does good for the Broncos, and I hope Michael Carter does good for the Jets. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, so, you picked Michael Carter. I did – no, you picked Michael Carter. Yeah. I picked Nico. You picked Nico Collins. I picked him on Ron St. Brown. Um, so yeah, that finishes our episode. Uh, so thank you guys for watching. We'll be back next week, hopefully, uh, and post more things about week one of. Uh, should have a. Uh, we should we should be doing it right after the uh, the Cowboys will be playing the Steelers on August fifth, which is next Thursday. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, our next episode that. next weekend, we can recap that game. Maybe talk about some of the. Key players, we might see Najee Harris play. Uh, Micah Parsons, rookie yep. linebacker. The Cowboys took him out of the first round. Yeah. Get to see a little bit of him. See how Leighton Van Der Esk and Jalen Smith are doing at linebacker with him. Pat Fryermuth. Kind of get a uh, Pat Fryermuth at tight end for them. We're gonna see a lot of big names. We may see Dwayne Haskins actually get you some play time for the Steelers. Parsons. I didn't say Micah Parsons. I said Micah Parsons. Yeah. Uh, He's gonna be one of the rookies. See, I want to see how the we'll Cowboys' see, secondary is too. Yeah. Because week one they play the Bucks. You, you, those all those additions and rookies on their defense. I think they lose week one to us, but no, I, do. I see that too. Yeah. No, because their team hasn't played together. We just can't, we signed everyone. We have the same team. We we mesh. We know we mesh. Yeah. They did Dak gain Prescott on defense though. No, I know. They but still have great linebackers. Saying, their defensive line is still sell. And then their secondary, they did fix. They went out in free agency and got Keanu Neal. They went and got Malik it's, Hooker, which is a former first rounder. They have Demonte KZ at safety. They've got Trayvon Diggs at corner. And they have Jordan Lewis at yeah. the other corner, which those aren't amazing corners, Brown but Trayvon Diggs had a great rookie season. Yeah, but I, I, the reason why I'm saying they're going to lose isn't because they're not good. It's because right, no. they mean, haven't meshed yet. Yeah. It's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. week one. That's we, why they're yeah. going to lose. If they go – if we play them in, the, in like – Later in the, in the season, playoffs, yeah. Maybe they can put up a fight, but I think it's too early. They're to trying say, to catch their stride in week yeah. one. I, yeah. I don't know if they're going to be able to get it clicking because the we Bucks have, they have all the same guys. They're going like to the keep Bucks playing off of that superior performance. Are now. We know what our strengths are. So yeah. it's like Tom Brady already knows that he everyone's going to be watching this game. Yeah. yeah. So and it's I, a Thursday night game. It's prime time, first game of the season. It's going to be a lot of hype around it. Yep. Next episode. It's going to be good to watch though. Next episode, for sure. I'm gonna, we're going to talk about that week one matchup because. For sure. I kind of want to go we'll talk in about depth it. about it because I want to see how they're going to use their players preseason. Well, it's only one game week one of preseason. So I think yeah. we'll have a good hefty load to talk about after uh, after that game. After the first full week of everyone's play, we'll be yeah. for sure to be able to see. Because I do want to see how these rookies play, and then I want to see like players that I drafted um, in Dynasty and in the drafts that I've done so far. Yeah. We've got about three leagues going right now, so – we kind of dropped a little bit early, but... There's a lot to look forward to. It's about to be a good football season. Yeah, no, it's exciting. It's, exciting. it's happening. We're actually going to have a preseason. Oh, yeah. Last year we didn't because of COVID. It's going to be nice to... I had so many injuries last year, but... It's going to be nice. All righty. I guess that's the end All of the right. transmission. So, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Uh, see you later.